to Simple Magic. This is our first episode. I'm your host, Kate. And I'm John. So I have John at a little bit of a disadvantage here. Absolutely. Because um, I decided on our first topic and I was like, let's just record. And he hasn't done any research. Not that he needs to because our first topic is dandelions. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting you ask because... A lot of people consider dandelions to be a weed, and I think that's unfair. I mean, they are incredibly invasive, but I think, you know, calling something a weed has a pretty negative connotation, and I really only have positive associations with dandelions personally. How do you feel about them? Well, as a kid, I was always very confused as to what a dandelion was because you see them as the yellow flower. And then you also see the white weed that you pick up and you blow all over the place. Uh-huh. The seed head, the puff. And ball. I always wondered, I thought that was a dandelion. No, now I'm hearing this is a dandelion. They are both dandelion. They're both the same flower. And by the way, I will be calling them a flower for the rest of this episode and forever. Okay. But I just want to talk about why I chose the dandelion. Um, first of all, I love the name dandelion. I think it's the cutest name on earth. Uh, and it has a bunch of other names, but dandelion comes from the French dent de lion, uh, which translates to lion's tooth. Very rhythmic. Yeah. And you get that because of the, like the spiky leaves, like mm. are shaped kind of jagged and sharp, but There's other names, which we'll talk about a little later. The reason you were confused about dandelions as a child (laughs) is the reason that I've always loved dandelions. So first you have like their bright yellow flower form. And I think there's something just so joyful about the dandelion because it's so bright and it's one of the first flowers to bloom after winter and like really quite abundantly and just something about seeing that it lets you know like oh spring is finally here in fact you and I were walking to get some coffee and tea and there was a dandelion growing out of the pavement yeah they can grow anywhere and then there's another reason I like the little puffball part right so we're going to talk about that later and talk about just some of the superstitions of folklore surrounding the the seed head of the dandelion. But have you ever, I don't know, maybe this is just, I mean, I know it wasn't just me, but have you ever rubbed like the yellow I was part going to bring that up. Yeah. My only other memory of a dandelion really is just picking the flowers and rubbing them on your skin to get like a yellow stain. They're so yellow. Why do kids do that? You don't see kids going outside and picking other flowers and rubbing themselves with... It's because... I feel like it's because it doesn't work with other flowers. Okay. Right? Kids... The same kids who went and figured that out have tried with other flowers? You know, I don't know. Because now that you say that, like, I definitely did it with the dandelion. But I don't know if I ever plucked off a rose head and tried to rub it and get pink or red. Now, I don't know if it's because roses are considered more precious and I would have gotten in trouble. I don't know. But, yeah, so there's definitely, very noticeably, it comes off as a yellow streak on your arm or wherever you rub it. And so you can make a pretty strong dye with 
the dandelion, which is pretty cool. That leads me to some of the other names. So it's called a puffball, too, for the way it looks when all the white puffy seed heads are out. A shepherd's clock or a fairy's clock. Oh, I've never heard that one. And there's a poem that I'm going to read at the end where you'll hear it called a clock. But uh, the reason it's called a shepherd's clock is because you could pretty reliably not tell the time by it, but a dandelion will open, you know, an hour after dawn and then close at dusk every day. Okay, like so kinda if you happen to time. catch it opening or closing, you'll know about you what time it is. You kind of have an idea what time it is, yeah. It is also called This I Love. The English folk name, well, one of the English folk names for a dandelion is Pissabed, <laughs> or the French Pissonlit. It comes from the French Pissabed. I want to talk about why that is. Of course, along with any sort of flower or botanical thing ever, people throughout history have always claimed different medicinal benefits. And every society has used the dandelion for something. Like from the Greeks, the Romans, the Egyptians, Native Americans... The Chinese, it's used in Chinese medicine. And I was reading a bunch of things that dandelions could or might be good for. And I'm always a little hesitant to be like, oh, use it for this or that, whatever. But one thing that a dandelion has consistently proven to be, and that can be proved in modern medicine as well, is it's a diuretic. So for anybody, and because of that, it is thought to benefit the renal system. So for anyone listening who doesn't know, a diuretic is something that makes you pee. Um, And the renal system involves your kidneys and stuff. So it makes sense that it would be good for inflammation of the kidneys or whatever. But that's one of the reasons that it's called piss-a-bed is because (laughs) maybe if you had a little bit too much dandelion wine or a little bit too much dandelion tea. A little too many in your soup. (laughs) A little too many, you might pee the bed. Okay, so as I mentioned, it's one of the first flowers to bloom in the spring. It's also one of the last to die in the winter. And because of that, it's an excellent source of pollen for honeybees and other pollinators. So automatically, that puts the dandelion super high on my list, along with its ability to grow anywhere, like we mentioned earlier, it can grow in yards, on rocks, and concrete crevices. The dandelion just doesn't care. Um, it has... Okay, here's a crazy thing about this plant. The entire plant is edible. We're talking roots, flowers, greens, like the leaves and the stems... I guess it's not that crazy. A lot of people don't appreciate how many things in their garden they can eat, but you can eat every part of the dandelion. I have absolutely eaten the yellow flower. <laughs> because you knew you could eat it or because you were a weird kid that was like, hmm, No, munch, it's munch, also munch. one of those things as a kid. I don't know if you had like sassafras that grew in your yard or anything like that, but it's just like one of those plants growing up in the woods that you just like know as a kid you can pick and eat. Okay, so you did grow up in the woods. I didn't. So I didn't learn about a lot of the edible qualities of plants until later on in my life. 
What does it taste like? Because I've never eaten a dandelion head. Oh, well, I haven't eaten one in like 20 years, so I really couldn't tell you. But no, like, horrible memories about it? No. Because apparently, like, rich people or, like, people in upper-class society used to, like, the flower heads used to be, like, a delicacy that they would put in sandwiches or on salads or something. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can actually buy bundles of dandelion greens at Whole Foods. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but just the greens. Yeah, like the stems and leaves and that sort of thing, which why not? Or just pull them out of your backyard and eat them because they actually have significant nutritional benefit. They're rich in vitamins A, C, and K in particular. And there's dandelion wine, which this is kind of embarrassing, but I didn't think that was a real thing. I'm pretty sure I played a video game where, like, you could pick up a bottle of dandelion wine and have it in your inventory or something. I was like, aha, fantasy game, dandelion wine. No, my mom was like, there's dandelion wine. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, there's dandelion wine. So you make it, it usually consists of the petals. So like the little florets and some sort of citrus, like lemon and then sugar. I imagine there's probably a lot of added sugar if I had to guess. I'm going to give two recipes for dandelion tea. There's also a third recipe using roasting the root, but that's more of a dandelion coffee. Like it's Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's much obvious it's obviously still caffeine-free. Well, that must be similar to like chicory, which I believe is in the dandelion family. It's a different plant, uh, but a coffee that I drink um, from Cafe du Monde down in Louisiana is a 50% chicory blend of coffee. And what does that taste like? Is it good? Uh, yeah, it does have a little bit more of an earthy flavor. I feel like chicory is a pretty Southern thing. Like I've read about it mentioned by Southern authors. I could be wrong, but it's probably more popular down South. That is interesting though. In a quick search, it seems that like people like to substitute it for coffee to cut the caffeine if they can't have caffeine for health. And so then obviously it also, it's flavorful enough. Yeah. And then it also cuts some of the bitterness of coffee. So it probably is really a good recipe, the one made with the roots, roasting the roots. So I'll have to link that. But I'm more of much more of a tea drinker. And, and the recipes I'm going to mention are, are more herbal. One recipe involves making uh, dandelion tea with the flower heads. And the other one involves using the leaves. For dandelion flower tea, you're going to collect a few handfuls of dandelion flowers, which should be easy enough to do in the coming months, you know, March, April, whatever. Uh, Wash the flowers in a colander to remove any debris or small insects. I'm going to admit right now that this is a step that I kind of skip You should do this before you bring them into your home. (laughs) That's smart. But like sometimes I just do a quick one. So we're like, no, there's no bugs. And guess what? Whatever's left will kind of boil off in the uh, pot. A little bit of protein. A little bit of protein never hurt anybody. Okay. So then you're going to pull the petals away from the base of the flower and put them in the bowl. So these are the little tiny individual florets. And then you're going to discard the other flower parts. And then it couldn't be easier. You're going to put a handful of flower petals for each cup of tea in the teapot and pour boiling water over the top. Let it steep for about three minutes. Now, with any kind of herbal tea, I always say use honey 
Um, sometimes you don't need it. Like chamomile has a pretty mild flavor, that sort of thing. But flowers of any sort, they have a strong fragrance. They have a strong flavor usually. So I would start with a little bit of honey and then add, you know, so to your taste recommendations. And that's the dandelion flower tea. Now, for dandelion leaf tea, you're going to collect handfuls of dandelion leaves, and you want the younger, smaller leaves. Uh, And that kind of goes with anything. The bigger and more aged an herb gets, the flavor kind of tends to disperse and get kind of diluted. Rinse the leaves under running water uh, or outside, again, to get the little buggies off. Uh, Pat them dry with a paper towel. And then let them air dry in a warm room or air covered. So this is basically how you would dry any kind of leaves or herbs. And if people don't know how to do that, maybe we can make like a little instructional video for them. You're going to store those leaves. And then whenever you desire your dandelion tea, you can add one teaspoon of dried leaves for each cup of tea to the teapot. And I would, because the leaves probably aren't super flavorful, um, I would probably add like mint as well, some spearmint or peppermint. And then for the leaves, again, because they're not super flavorful, let it steep a little longer, like four to five minutes. Are there any other herbs you could add to a dandelion tea that would help the added benefits or anything that wouldn't offset the benefits that you're getting from consuming dandelion? That's a great question. So I think mint is always a good choice. I think chamomile, too, wouldn't offset the benefits. Like, there are other benefits to dandelions and um, dandelion tea if you want to look them up. But I only mentioned it being good for your renal system and as a diuretic, because that seems to be the most consistent, both across cultures and across time. But I always encourage people for any kind of, well, always look it up to make sure it's safe, but, you know, see what works for you and what makes you feel better. But yeah, go for it. What I would try, I would try any kind of mint first. And of course, you could just try it on its own first with the flower heads. Uh, and see what that does for you. So those are two teas I think would be really cool to try and good for you. And now we're going to move on to an exciting part. For me, the cool part of the podcast, we're going to talk about the sort of folk beliefs of surrounding dandelions. So what is it about picking the puffballs and blowing out the seeds? Why is that done? Okay, so there's multiple reasons. Um, First of all, I think at the most basic human level, it's enchanting because like even if it's not windy, somehow these little seeds disperse and float on the wind and get carried away and you're like, where are they going? I don't know. But here's, here's a few of the beliefs surrounding this. So a lot of people know... Um, that when you blow on the seed head of a dandelion, it's supposed to make a wish come true. It's also thought to carry your thoughts and affections to a loved one. 
Alternatively, people also used to say that when you blow on a seed head, however many seeds remain on the top, that's how many children you would have. Oh, Lord. <laughs> See, I, I'm thinking like sometimes it really takes... You get a really house. sturdy one, you have eight kids. <laughs> <laughs> but back in the day, they're probably like, yes, my lineage, I'm secure. I read this and I thought this was pretty cool. The dandelion is the only flower that represents the three celestial bodies of the sun, the moon, and the stars. The yellow flower resembles the sun, the puffball part, the seed head resembles the moon, and the dispersing seeds resemble the stars. I really like that. That's really cool. Me too. I think that's very sweet. Um, And then just a couple others. a medieval ritual stated that if a child holds a yellow dandelion flower beneath their chin and a golden glow appears, it would indicate that the child would, would be rich one day. I don't know. I don't really know about that Questionable. One. And then this persisted a little bit, but it morphed somewhat. In 18th century England, they believed that if children held a dandelion under their chin... The more golden the glow, the sweeter and kinder they would be. If you do make that dandelion tea, it is said to enhance psychic abilities. If you believe in that thing. If you don't, you're still going to get a nice, tasty, hot cup of tea. That'll probably make you pee a lot. But if you do believe in that sort of thing, get ready for a slight boost to your divination and prophetic dreaming. Which, personally, I'm all about. I think I have prophetic dreams without dandelion tea, so I don't want to drink it now. I'll know too much. (laughs) Some people actually rip up their grass to plant dandelions because they're actually quite good for the soil and help to prepare it for other plants, other more useful plants. Also, they're just prettier. They're just cooler. Are there people who farm dandelions? Yes. Okay, so this is just, I'm not a dandelion expert. But I saw like an ad on an online newspaper somewhere. This is before I was even looking up dandelions. That there's this elderly couple that's basically, I don't know if they're farming dandelions or they're going around, they're essentially farming dandelions. They're harvesting a bunch of dandelions. For a specific purpose, um, to be used and given to people and that sort of thing. Dandelions secrete latex. In fact, there's a Russian dandelion that's called like the rubber dandelion or something like that. And so people are starting to make rubber, like commercial rubber from dandelions. Out of dandelions. Yeah, hmm. and which I imagine would be a relatively sustainable way. Right. And I guess I'd be Mm eco-friendly. So that's pretty cool. This completes our first episode of Simple Magic. And John, let me ask you first, because I didn't prepare you for this episode at all. Do you see why I chose dandelions for the first episode? Yeah, it's pretty interesting that something that can be looked at as or is looked at as just a weed or a nuisance that people spray to keep out of their yards and away from their homes is so important to a lot of different people like medically or like in their history, in their folklore, spiritually. Yeah, I think that's a great point, especially about intentionally 
driving things out, that we kind of do things as people that drive away things that connect us to nature and, you know, things that could really give us fulfillment. You know, like, I imagine right now that there's people who I know I have neighbors who have already started prepping their yards and stuff and clearing them for the coming spring and summer. And they've probably already started spring. And I can't imagine having a spring where the dandelions didn't start popping up. I mean, it's just such this beautiful reminder and reawakening of something so small. Something not just small, but something common. Yeah. And how much power it holds. I mean, how much good and joy and beauty is to be drawn just from a dandelion, something that we call a weed. Other episodes from here on out are going to be a little more, maybe a little more obviously magical or have a little more folklore in them or maybe talk about the customs and practices surrounding whatever topic we cover. But I really did want to start with something as simple as it could be because I also want our listeners to find an easy way to start seeing something beautiful. And I mean, this is something that even if you have a bad day or you're stuck in quarantine, like maybe you can look out your window and see a dandelion and say, I saw something magical today. The Song of the Dandelion Fairy by Cicely Mary Barker. Here's the dandelion's rhyme. See my leaves with tooth-like edges. Blow my clocks to tell the time. See me flaunting by the hedges. In the meadow, in the lane, gay and naughty in the garden. Pull me up, I grow again, asking neither leave nor pardon. Sillies, what are you about with your spades and hose of iron? You can never drive me out, me, the dauntless dandelion. <laughs>